happy weekend, everybody. It is good to be with you. Uh, we're wrapping up the month of March here, first quarter of 2021, almost in the books here. So um, also wanted to mention to you that next week, Sunday, is going to be like our first gathering, uh, church-wide gathering, um, since we, we started this pandemic over a year ago. It's going to be at the zoo. We're going to have a brief uh, service, church service, and uh, then we're going to spend the day at the zoo. So um, please RSVP as soon as you can. Let us know you're coming, and I really look forward to seeing everybody. And by the way, the list is already pretty solid, and so we're just looking forward to seeing so many beautiful faces that we haven't seen in quite some time. So look forward to seeing you then. Well, we're continuing our, ser our series called God is Working. And did you know that? God is working and he has been working. Sometimes it's difficult to, uh, to see his work. Sometimes we forget it. Sometimes even we lose a little bit of faith in it. But the truth is, is that God truly is the essential worker and has not stopped working throughout this whole last year. And he wants to do more. He has great things intended for you and I. Today we're going to talk about the importance of that God is uh, about the work of healing. He heals us. The last couple of weeks we've been talking about a huge part of the work that he does is internal inside of us. We talked about how he, he forms us and how he humbles us. And so this week I wanted to talk about that he does the work of healing. He heals us. And it's not just, uh, just physical, even though that's part of it. But it's also emotional, it's, it's, uh, it's mental, it's spiritual. In fact, we are holistic, and God does uh, healing work inside of each one of us. And sometimes we go to God with, with one need, and he actually brings healing in another area. It's just the work that he does. I wanted to read a scripture for you. It says this, Jeremiah 17, 14. Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. For you are the one I praise. You know what, the, what this scripture tells us is that what is, uh, I guess, the first step in, in, in our part when it comes to praying or to, to being healed is, is making the ask, asking God to heal us. He says, heal me, Lord, and I'll be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. And so it's important for us when we think about healing and we, uh, and we desire healing that we're willing to ask God for it. Because the Lord is our healer. He doesn't hold healing back from us. He doesn't put a a carrot in front of our nose, but he has a heart to see us healed, to be made well, to be healthy. And uh, by the way, God is not a healer amongst many healers, but he is called the healer. He is the one that we ought to look to, need to look to as our healer. And under this uh, context of Lord, heal me, this prayer, Lord, heal me, it's also Lord, save me, Lord, forgive me. These are prayers that all converge together when we ask God to heal us. It comes on the scene actually when Moses uh, leads all the Hebrews out of the Red Sea. And it was at, at this point where the Hebrews kind of didn't even really know God or know this God of Moses. In fact, they referred to him as you know, the God of Abraham, the God of Moses. And he, they brought uh, the Hebrews out of Egypt, out of the Red Sea. And one of the first times that the Lord introduces himself to the Hebrews he introduces himself as the healer. What he does is he takes them you know, through the desert for three days. They've been going, had no water. They were thirsty, dehydrated. And he brings them up to some water. And all the Hebrews, they go to drink the water. But guess what? The water was bitter. It was undrinkable. 
And so they just thought, oh no, we're going to die. And so they're just, you know, grumbling, you know, which was what the Hebrews did best, you know, at that time. They just grumbled and grumbled throughout this whole time towards Moses. And uh, so they're grumbling, and, and, and so what God does, he tells Moses, throw a stick into the water, and so it'll become sweet. And so he does. He throws a stick into the water, and then it goes from bitter to sweet. And uh, then the Hebrews go to drink it. They drink the water. They're refreshed. Basically, it saves their lives, because if you can imagine, you can only go so long without water in the desert. saves their lives and heals them. And so that's at the time when the Lord introduces himself and says, you know, I am the God who heals. In fact, that word, that name is called Jehovah Rapha. Try to say that if you can. Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord heals. And that's what he wanted, uh, one of the first things that he wanted the Hebrews to know about him, his character. And that's what walking with the Lord is important for us to realize that God is a healer. God heals us. He saves us. He restores us. So when he had thrown this stick in the water, they began to drink the water. He begins, begins to tell them and compare their situation with the Egyptians. The Egyptians had their, their backs and their hearts turned towards God. What ended up happening was all these diseases were introduced. A big part of uh, why all those, uh, the, those diseases that happened to them was because of their hardness of heart. The Lord says, don't be like that. We have a hardness of heart, but instead have a softness of heart. And it was almost like, preemptive healing. You won't even experience some of these diseases that the Egyptians had. So the Lord not only heals us when we're sick, but he also protects us from disease. But he, he draws us into relationship with him, to have a heart towards him. And he tells them, hey, make sure you do this. Make sure that you remain committed to me, that you obey uh, my commandments, that you follow my decrees. And he says, I am the Lord who heals you. Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord who heals you. So we have, to, we have to know that God does this. He does this thing where he provides water that was maybe undrinkable at first. He provides water that becomes drinkable for us in the midst of the dry and deserted lands that we experience. The truth is, is that we do experience these difficulties, these challenges in life. We feel desperate, but we can look to God and he brings that healing touch. So the first thing I wanted, a few things I wanted to share with you about the Lord being our healer. And the first thing is this, that the, fish, the physician, or the great physician, as I like to call it, he came for the sick. Did you know that? Well, it, makes, it only makes sense, right, that the great physician would come, to the, come for the sick. But somehow, sometimes we see that the, the sick stay away from the church and stay away from God, while sometimes the self-righteous kind of flock to it. And that's what, it, what was happening in the early church. We, we see that. We need to... But what, the Lord, what Jesus is saying here is, no, I need to make a way for those who are sick, who don't know me, who are, are, are kind of dead in their, their sin. I need to make a way for them to know me so they can be healed. Mark 2.17 says this, And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but, suffer, uh, but, but sinners. See, we suffer from a blindness to our own spiritual condition. Did you know that? That we can see actually the spiritual condition in others better than we can see the spiritual condition in ourselves. And that's what was happening at this time. Jesus began to see that there was these people that were in, engaged in religious activity, but they were blind to their own spiritual condition. And so he said, I didn't come for those who are well, but I came for those who are sick. Now, who is sick when it comes to people? All of us. 
every single one of us. But what he was saying was that these ones uh, that were kind of engaged in these religious activities were blind to their own spiritual condition. Unless they, can, unless they actually came with a need, came realizing that they had a sick, sickness in their condition, and they weren't able to be healed. It was those who actually recognized their struggle, their challenge, their depravity, their emotional, spiritual, physical depravity, that the Lord was able to touch them and bring healing in their lives. So we have to, we have to re- remember and realize that we never, ever graduate from being patients. We never come to a place in our life that we don't need the great physician. We need him. We need him all the time. And in fact, when we start to kind of think that we don't need him, it's probably most, most likely that our situation is getting worse. What this, is, what this is saying is that those of us who have a blindness to our spiritual condition, we become self-righteous and we actually circumvent the healing of God. Why? When you see with this, the, the situation with the Hebrews, it was both obedience as well as healing. The same is true of us in our walk with God. It's both obedience as well as receiving healing from the Lord. So all of us need to make that commitment and realize how important it is uh, to, to, to go see the physician. How often? I would say regularly. Go to see the physician on a regular basis. Because why? Because he provides healing, not only physical, but also spiritual healing. I believe that each one of us need to go to him and have the condition of our heart inspected. We need to have the Lord uh, inspect the condition of our mind, have him take a look at the, the inward parts of our soul, have him look at our, our physical body. You see, physical healing takes us to a place where the healer then can sometimes not only provide physical healing, but also spiritual healing. It is true that if we go to him, because oftentimes we will go, we, we, we might, may not go see the physician uh, until we have something physical going on, right? We go to him, we maybe sometimes haven't spent time going to the Lord about a situation until it's physical, and that's often a time that leads us to be available for something spiritual. You know, that, that and what happens is we go to him because of a physical need. He says, you know what, I'm glad you're here because I wanted to talk to you about an issue of your heart. Sometimes when we go to him because it's something that we're, that's going on with our physical body, he wants to deal with some type of depravity and some type of issue that's going on inside of us, uh, inside of us that's causing type, some type of spiritual uh, uh, relational implication or something of the sort. You see, we often can't see our spiritual sickness, so when we are drawn to the Lord because of our physical condition, he often meets us with healing for our spiritual disease. Jesus came for the sick and for sinners. You see, self-righteous actually avoid the physician. It's actually like sitting in the waiting room of a doctor's office, and the doctor says, hey, is there anything I can help you with? No, I'm good. I'm well. Okay. But if we actually sit before the Lord, we say, oh, man, I have stuff going on. I've got stuff, and there's probably even stuff I can't even see. I want to be healthy. I want to be made well. So I want to come before the physician for him to inspect me to see if there's anything that he needs to address in my life. So that means we have to take a step of humility to go see the great physician. My wife sends me to the doctor. She'd probably send me, you know, uh, every month if she could. But, you know, every time I complain of being tired, she tells me I probably should go to the doctor. So I say, I'm tired. She says, it's time to take out the trash or, you know, do some dishes. And I say, oh, I'm tired. She says, you probably need to go to the doctor. <laughs> 
just like to send me to the to the to the doctor and, and anyway I I'd probably go just about once a year for for a physical or something like that and um and uh but but what ends up happening is when I go see the doctor they will typically ask me uh, what brought you here today and so my response usually is oh my wife wanted me to come in and uh, give me that nod of like oh you're one of those as if you know all these men <laughs> would never come to get a physical unless their wives kind of sent them in to, to get their physical done. But I was thinking about this scripture, Psalm 139, 23 through 24. It says this, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. You know, this scripture kind of reminds me of going in to see uh, the doctor for a physical. It's like, there's... I, as far as I can tell, everything's fine. I think I'm good. But when you go into uh, to, to a physical, what you're basically saying, hey, I'll, I'll take, take some blood tests. I'll take, you know, you can look at you know my skin to see if I have any any anything's going on with my skin. You know, maybe I'll get uh, to see my cholesterol where that's at. It's just basically you're uh, you're, you're trying to see if there's anything that I'm not aware of that could be going on that could alert me that I need to make some some changes or I, I need to go to you know get a referral to another physician. I think that's the same way that that the, the psalmist here is, or the, David, the the psalmist is kind of making that same point to go to God even when, as far as you can tell, everything's okay. As far as you can tell, your your things are fine, but you go to Him and actually you you have Him inspect you to to, to reveal to you if there's something that you need to address, and, and, and not just physically. This is stuff that might be going on in your heart, in your mind. And, and that really is that same heart of like, you know what, I think that things, I feel like everything is, is okay, everything's healthy, but I just need to go to the physician regularly and have him just inspect and look at me inwardly. And so we all need to make regular appointments, not only with our, uh, our, our regular physician, but the great physician. You know, did you know that most, you know, the, the, the healthiest people out there, like athletes and so on and so forth, they have regular conversations with health professionals all the time. They're talking to nutritionists and you know, orthopedic, I don't even know, all these different people that are there to help them. And, and, and why are they talking to these physicians and, and medical professionals all the time? Well, it's because you know, they, they are, are pursuing health or wanting to make sure they're, they're taking care of their body. And I believe that the same is true for us spiritually, that the healthier that we're going to be spiritually the more time that we need to take with the great physician, having him kind of just to do some work inside of us, make some tweaks here, make some tweaks there, so he can constantly do the work that's necessary because that we can remain healthy, pursue health, and be healed of the things that, that we're dealing with. So we have to remember that the physician came for the sick, and who is sick? Each and every one of us. We need the physician. We need the great physician. And then number two, the Lord heals and forgives in the same breath. Did you know that? That forgiveness and healing comes simultaneously. Psalm 103.3 says this, He forgives all your iniquity. He heals all your diseases. He forgives all your iniquity. He heals all your diseases. How often do we hear throughout God's word where Jesus says, Your faith has made you well. Go and sin no more something to do with people's physical um, implications had spiritual ones. The person was healed physically and then told to walk in righteousness. It happened time and time again. 
So what this tells us is that Jesus not only wants to heal our physical part, but he wants to, he wants to heal the whole part of us. All of who we are is important to God. That is, that it is healthy, made healthy, made well. Our sinfulness is connected to our sin, our sickness. You see, uh, and I, and I want to mention this. This is kind of like a, a healing disclaimer, by the way, because sometimes we can sort of take this point that I just made and kind of take it in a direction that we sh- we shouldn't. But basically, uh, what, what I wanted to say is this: is that our spiritual condition can lead to physical disease. Let me say that again: our spiritual condition can lead to physical d- disease. You know, what I mean by that is that, that even, you know, modern health professionals and, and researchers would say that, you know, if you are having an overwhelming amount of, of anxiety or stress or fear or loneliness or anger or a vengeful spirit or a, an addiction, all these things are a part of our spiritual makeup. But if we, if we don't have those things being made well and being made healthy, then it actually will lead or can lead to physical sickness. So it is true that our spiritual, our spiritual condition can lead to physical disease. It's true. Yet the Lord does sometimes heal our spiritual condition, yet allow our physical condition to remain uh, uh, broken or something to be, to be you know, uh, not working right. But I guess what I mean by that, sometimes we go to the Lord with a physical condition, something's going on, and the Lord says, you know what, I'm going to heal your heart, but I'm going to allow your, this physical issue to stay the same. Why does God do that? I don't really know if I have all the answers, but Paul the Apostle even talked about it. He called it his thorn in the flesh. He had some physical thing that was going on, and even though God was using him, and we have you know, all the reason to believe that he was... Uh, righteous and being made righteous, and, and the Lord was doing uh, spiritual work in and through his life, he would bring this prayer request to the Lord. I have this thorn in the flesh. Lord, deal with it. Can you deal with it? And the Lord responded to Paul, um, my grace is sufficient for you. Basically saying, I'm going to do the, the, the spiritual work, but I'm not going to, to bring healing to the physical. So I guess it's important for us to realize that while some of our physical condition does sometimes lead to and connect to our spiritual sickness, but sometimes it does not. Sometimes our physical uh, condition is not connected to something spiritual. It just is because we're human beings and we're susceptible to physical things. And that just is what it is. So I didn't want us to get too hung up on the whys and the who's. This this conversation can take us down a, a path, like I said, and I could even spend more time talking with you about you know kind of a theology of healing but i didn't really want to go there i just wanted you to realize that yeah you know it is true that sometimes our uh, physical condition is connected to our spiritual but sometimes we're just people and we have uh we get sick it just happens all right uh also jesus had, was talking and this is another example jesus was talking to some of, some of his disciples about a man who was blind and they said well, whose fault is it that he's blind is his mom is his dad is whose sin who's the sin he's like nobody's it's nobody's fault Nobody's fault. And I think that's true of a lot of people when it comes to sickness. Some of it, yeah, it might be connected to a spiritual condition, but to some, it's nobody's fault. But what I do want to encourage out of this message, like I said, is not to go down a theology of, of healing. I don't really want to talk too much about that. 
with, with this message. But what I want to encourage each, each and every one of us to do is to go to the great physician. Our physical sickness, our spiritual sickness, our mental sickness, go to the great physician. That's what I wanted to encourage you today because he does do the work of healing. And I want to tell you this, that he uh, has the power to heal. His heart is for us to be healed. His desire is for healing, both physically and spiritually and emotionally and mentally. So I want to encourage you, go to the great physician for all your sickness and all your disease. When? All the time. Do it regularly. Don't be like me when I'm stubborn when my wife tells me to go to the doctor when it comes. Don't do that with the Lord, but instead go to him all the time because guess what? The Lord heals uh, our our. our heals our bodies, heals our emotions, heals our mind, and he also forgives us. He deals with both our physical condition as well as our spiritual one. And then number three, the Lord heals us, check this out, in miraculous moments as well as he heals us along the way. Some things happen quick, don't they? But other things, when they happen throughout time, over time. There's so many different stories of Jesus healing people in just a moment. They're just you know, Jesus touched them and they were healed. There's stories about uh, uh, um, uh, people with, with leprosy. Jesus just touched them and healed them. People that were uh, blind, the Lord touched them and healed them. One of my favorites is uh, the, the, the man who was touched, who was, who was blind, and he said, um, he said, I once was blind, but now I see. I, I love that scripture. It's kind of a theme scripture for me. You know, there's people who had different type of spirits and things like that, that the Lord cast those spirits out of people. There's things, there's, you know, I have some, some stories of people that were healed that just kind of are my favorites, probably because they're a little bit, I guess, comical in my mind. You know, one of, one of those is when uh, the man who was raised from the dead, and then when he came back, he said, why'd you raise me from the dead? I was in heaven. I think that's just kind of funny. And then also, I guess, the time when he cast the spirit out of those people, and he sent them into the pigs, and the pigs jumped off the cliff and drowned. I just I think that's comical. Or about the time when uh, some guys, they wanted their friend to get healed, and Jesus was in this house, and it was crowded, there was people everywhere. So what they did was they decided to climb up on the roof, and they opened up the roof. <laughs> they kind of put a hole in the roof, and they, they, they lowered him down to, to, so that he could be in front of Jesus to be healed. There's so many stories in the Bible where Jesus' touch, uh, his hand, his touch would bring people healing, his healing touch in a moment's notice. You know, it just reminds me of the work that needs to happen in our life. It's like a, a surgery. It was broken and it gets fixed. It was it was messed up and now it's made well. I just, when I hear about people that are going through a, through surgery or something that wasn't working right, but then now it gets fixed and it is working right. It just, it's just so much to be, to be celebrated. And I think that the truth in our own lives, when the Lord touches us, when something wasn't right, something was broken, and then God brings healing in a moment's notice. It reminds me of when uh, I had gotten surgery on my foot. I had had this really bad break in my foot from a wrestling match. And that was like, I had these three bones right here broken in my foot. And one of them was so bad, they had to put a, a pin in it. And uh, man, I was out for like three months. And as painful and as difficult as, as it was, it was necessary. It was inconvenient, but necessary. The surgery was necessary. Otherwise, I'd be still hobbling around to this day because my foot wouldn't work right. Um, and the truth is, is that it's necessary for us to sometimes uh, use the word, I guess, go under the knife when it comes to the Lord being our, uh, our, our surgeon, him being the great physician. He is the great heart 
uh, physician doing heart surgery in our lives. I love that imagery because what we need to do, what it tells us that we need to do, is we need to put ourselves in the hand of the master surgeon so he can do work in our life. And also, it's not only just this moment that he will take to do this, this how's the master's touch to change something in a moment, but he also does the work of healing along the way. Jesus, a breath, brings about healing through his presence in our life, that, that along the way. It's not, not everything is done in just a moment, but it's done through, through process, through, through, through time. The Lord continuing to do his work. One of my favorite uh, verses that points to this, Proverbs 17, 22, says this, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bone. It's like the, what the Lord does in our heart to bring joy actually is like continual medicine. What that tells me is that we, we, we need medicine every day. We need this joyful medicine every day that just brings kind of like a daily dose of the Lord healing us. And so while we have, many of us, uh, experienced this deep heart work that the Lord will take time to do surgery in, in our hearts, also the presence of Jesus in our life causes healing in our heart and mind on a continual basis. As getting he, uh, healed from continual visits from the great physician over the course of time. You know, I was thinking about uh, the scripture and, and specifically in the book of Mark when Jesus was going around as he was just doing all this ministry and he was healing people. And uh, one of my favorite stories was the woman who had this flow of blood for like 12 years and it just, it, it, she couldn't get it to stop. She went to, to, to doctors and everything and nothing could, could help it. And so what ended up happening was when Jesus was coming through town, she thought, this is my only chance. If I could just get to Jesus, maybe he'd heal me. But because people were pressing against him, this huge crowd of people, she couldn't even get to him to even ask for him to heal her. So what she did was she just pushed herself through the crowd of people and reached out and was able to just touch the hem of his garment. All she was able to do was just touch just a little bit of it. And that pursuit, that faith, that reaching out, brought healing into her life. And it stopped that flow of blood immediately. And Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? And everybody said, oh, we're all, we all touched you. And he says, no, there's somebody who touched me and was healed. It was this woman uh, who had reached out. And and what had happened was it, it, it sort of sent out this, this um, I, I guess, uh, uh, buzz in the community, in the next community that, all a woman did was just reach out and touch his garment, and she was healed. And so when, this, uh, when people caught word of this in this other town, what they did was they brought everybody out who was sick, and they just kind of put him out in the city square, hoping that as Jesus would pass by, his, his clothing would touch people, and that people would be healed. It was kind of like, hey, bring out the sick. Jesus is coming. Uh, and and he, Perhaps your uh, your friend, your loved one, would be healed. You know, this reminds me of uh, what happened early on in our denomination's history. Our denomination is called Foursquare, started by a woman named Amy Supple McPherson. Uh, but the Lord was doing such a work, a healing work in people's lives. There was young boys who would come, you know, polio, and they had these crutches, and they would come and and they'd be healed. And and, and the the story goes is told where trucks would come and they would have to pick up loads and loads of these crutches from these boys leaving church and leaving their crutches behind. And, 
Uh, one of the, another famous story is they used to have stretcher services. And what would happen is the local hospitals would bring everybody who was on stre these stretchers in these hospitals, and they would bring them to these large gymnasiums where Amy Semple McPherson would preach, and people would get up and leave and be healed from these services, and whole <laughs> hospitals would be emptied out. You know, I think that these stories uh, help us to realize that what the Lord is asking us to do, our part, is to reach out and to pursue Him, reach out and touch Him if we have an area of sickness in our life. And the truth is, is who's sick? Each one of us. And we may reach out for Him, we want Him to, to heal something, but, he, but in turn, He may heal something else. What I believe is that if, if ever you reach out for Jesus to heal you, I, I believe that it is not wasted time. I believe that He is going to bring healing in some area of your, of your life. Yeah, He may not uh, answer the, the one thing that you ask. He may deal with something you don't even, don't even recognize. He might, he might bring some healing in an area that you didn't even realize was going on. And maybe you didn't even, have, didn't even develop a symptom of yet. But I think that's the good uh, God that we serve, the God that loves us, that brings healing, that He can see all of us. And he wants to bring healing in all these different areas of our life. Some of it... The overnight will be like a miraculous touch, and other other parts of his healing that he wants to do in our lives will be over the course of time. So I want to pray for you today that each one of us would find healing in some area of our life today, this weekend, this week. God, I thank you for each person that's here that's listening today. Each one of us uh, have some area of sickness somewhere, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, uh, whether it's mental, uh, whether whether it's uh, relational. God, we all have. Uh, some area of sickness in our life. And so, Lord, we choose to come before you with all humility, and we reach out to touch you, to touch the hem of your garment, hoping, praying, God, that you would touch us, that you would bring healing to our lives, Lord. Each person that, that is listening today, God, I, I do ask for a touch from you, that you would do your work. You are the great physician, not amongst healers. You are the great healer. You're called Jehovah Rapha, and so we trust you for that healing touch today. In Jesus' name.